song Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground control to Major Tom Commencing countdown engines on Check ignition and may God's love be with you that all day you guys what's happening we are live bobby for real i'm here for you keeping it real i only keep it real what a stupid stupid way to ad-lib all the show titles into certain senses <laughs> what's up you guys how's it going it's been a whole week you guys have a good halloween i actually haven't taken this off in like four days so it's my favorite Halloween costume ever. I feel like a real astronaut. Of course, the booty looks good. I got the whole jumpsuit on. I got my space goggles feeling really good. Um, I don't think that I'll ever take this off. I slept in it last night. I'll probably sleep in it again. It, the best thing about it is it comes with like a really nifty neck pillow. So I just like sleep in. That's almost how the astronauts stay comfortable up in space. The thing that sucks about Halloween though is what I noticed is when you get older... Halloween isn't as great. When you're a kid, it's so much fun. You go trick-or-treating, you get a bunch of candy. Nobody cares, like, what you're wearing. Like, you're just having fun, like, with your friends. When you get older, you got to go to Halloween parties. And at Halloween parties, you your, your childhood gets ruined. Like, when you see Elmo groping Dora out in the backseat of the kitchen. Yeah, or Barney's trying to bum some cigarettes off of you. It's like, what, what, what are you doing, Barney? Like, you're supposed to be my childhood hero. It's just ridiculous. I remember there was one guy who dresses as a Teletubby. He was very inappropriate. I say and I quote. He came up to me. He said, I think I'm going to tinky winky on some ass tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But it is weird seeing like your favorite kid costumes doing some dirty things. Like 
You got you got freaking you got Shrek going down on at least like bud down Tatiana bud down. I swear, like no wholesomeness at these Halloween parties. I'm just trying to have a good time, Bob, for some apples. It's crazy, but this isn't my main costume. I did wear the NASA astronaut suit because you know I feel like I'm a really good uh, candidate to go to Mars. Um, I'm really dumb, so I think that you just need that one classic dumb guy to like make the mistake to die first, like on the way there. Um, I think that would be really cool. But I didn't wear this outfit <clears throat> initially because I wanted to be a really, really scary thing for Halloween. So I thought around and I, I thought, I sat around and I thought about it for a long time. So like, what's the scariest thing I could be? So <laughs> a couple days ago, I just decided to be, um, for the beginning of the day, I just decided to be a guy. Uh, before 2020, just a regular guy. I didn't wear a mask when I went to the store. Yeah, I was I was a pre-COVID person, and people were terrified. It was it was great. Like my outfit worked like perfect, and uh, you know I got arrested, and I, it was just it was just a, a a Halloween I'll never forget. Let's just say that. But yes, you guys, what's with the, what's with that lame joke to end it out? But I hope you guys like the Tinky Winky said he's gonna do some Teletubby stuff on that ass. Guys, we have a very special episode today. I was ranting. I'm going to write out these intros a little bit better. We got, we're going to have fan questions at the end. I see you guys popping in. I see you guys laughing, having a good time. I'm sorry if I can't respond to everybody. Bobby for president 2020? That's what I like to hear. I want Vermin Supreme to be my vice president because you know what I'm doing if I'm elected? Free ponies to everybody. If you guys don't know who Vermin Supreme is, I... Heavily endorse him. Berman Supreme. Look him up. He is the man to save our country. Now listen. Take everything with a grain of salt, by the way. Everybody go vote. Do your thing. If you, if you need someone to go to space, you got your boy. You got your boy. Guys, you want to know another special thing about today's episode? We are in our very first time in front of a live studio audience. Let's hear it up, you guys. <laughs> Man, they can just stop cheering so abruptly. It's crazy. You guys are the best. Like, uh, you know, I could even say anything. And then I said, that's no goldfish. That's my wife. <laughs> yeah. Now I have an audience to laugh because, I mean, I can see your guys' laughing emojis. But, you know, I never get that immediate satisfaction. So let me know how you guys like the uh, the laugh track. Hopefully it's not too bad. But yeah, I just hit him with a joke. Just like, let's just say, for instance, I hit him with the same joke. Tinky Winky on some ass! <laughs> yeah! 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 Thank you! Thank you! Yeah! <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I guess that one fades out. But if I have a bad joke, you know, I could just... Nah, that'll never happen because I'm fucking hilarious! <laughs> All right. Maybe some boring guests. I'll just hit him with the... Ooh, these crickets. I could dance to this cricket noise. Guys, my brother went skydiving in this suit because he's getting his license. And he, he said that like he felt like he was floating through orbit. If you guys have never gone skydiving before, I highly recommend it. I'm like really scared of that kind of stuff. And I just like nutted up and went. It was so much fun. I felt like out of body. You literally feel like Iron Man. You're like, even though you got some dude. 
that's like strapped onto your back and his bulge is a little pressed up a little bit close to your, your buttocks. It's still pretty awesome. I'm just flying like, yeah, let's go. But like I tried to, I wanted to get a license for myself so I could go solo. But I guess you got to go to these wind tunnels, like indoor skydiving. I went indoor skydiving and just to see like how I would manipulate myself through the air. And the guy told me that it looked like a giraffe giving birth. Yeah, so we're going to get, yeah. So giraffes giving birth, I guess, can't skydive. I try my best, but okay, guys, I've been, I've been putting you off for too long. I know we got our mans waiting for us coming into the live. We got a special guest. We got a special guest. I hope you guys like the intro. Today, we have the one, the only, Drage Cameraman. You heard me right. Drage Cameraman is going to be live with me as soon as I enter him in, whenever that will be. This man needs no introduction. He's hilarious. He's a YouTuber. He knows, like, literally everyone in the whole world. And we are going to have a good time. I hope you guys are pumped. Drage Cameraman, I want you guys to give a nice, warm welcome. And by you guys, I mean this app I I downloaded for $9.99. Here we go. Is he here? Is he here? He's here. And we are going to add him. We are going to add him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hello? Dredge? Huh? Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to connect with Drage right now, you guys. Um, this is why I have the cricket noises to uh, filter in any awkward silences. But Drage is coming in. This is waiting for Drage. Um, I hope you guys are having a great, great time. What were you guys for Halloween? By curiosity, I want to see some of your outfits while we wait for Drage. Yes, uh, someone said, did mention that they were Bulgy Bob for Halloween. I'm honored. If you guys didn't know, I'm a Spotify recorded rap artist. I am... Uh, signed to the record, record, record. Oh, look, I think Drage is here. You can hear him. Oh, what? Okay, wait, hold on. We got Adam again. Let's do this again. Here we go. Adam Drage. What's it? Is it gonna work? Is it working? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you made it. Drage, welcome to the show. buffer it a little bit yeah i think okay i can see you now can you hear me now are we good oh, dang it. yeah i can hear you good yeah yeah i feel like we got the connection drage what's that perfect bro nice hat what is up bobby thanks dude i love because my hair's a mess right now that. you're a little bit delayed but we'll, we'll make it work we'll make it work you're delayed too dude what hey. are you up to how was your halloween bro i'm just sitting in my room it was pretty good it was chill. We we all just hung out at the nice. house, played some Among Us, played some Wolves. Pretty good time. What, did you dress up as anything? Uh, yeah, I went as a quarterback. I just taped a quarter to my back. It was pretty good. <laughs> Dude, that's a classic great humor right there. It's the subtle but the quick punch to the gut. You got to. That's great. Dude. That's so cool. awesome, bro. Tell me about tell me about your YouTube path because I remember talking to you. You have one of the craziest reasons for joining YouTube that I ever thought, and it was pretty badass. When you were saying you and your friends, you and your friends like, talking my about my friend, you, like, he started a YouTube, YouTube channel. You were like, oh, 
is better than you. <laughs> they just decided to do it. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, yeah, my best friend, he, he was starting – my best friend was starting a YouTube channel, and um, he he's – I mean, he's a good guy, but I just figured his personality on YouTube wasn't going to be the best. Uh-huh. So I was just like, yeah, start it. I'm going to start one with you. We're going to see who's better. Right off the bat, he got like 400 subs, and I got like 30. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to do YouTube. <laughs> and then uh, he knew all like the famous – youtubers around or the people that he watched and so he would always yeah. be like oh let's go let's go to this car guys are going to be there and i had no idea who any of these people were so the first people were uh jordan bow and jordan jordan bow and uh jeremy bow you know who they uh they they had a channel how bad am i glitching out uh, a little, it's like, I'm, I'm getting like good long pieces and then like little cuts. I don't know what's happening. That's how it is for me. you too. I don't know. Cause I'm at, well, I was having trouble. my Wi-Fi is pretty good here. I'm at my house. Okay. I'm going to move out oh, of my room. Is... Even though I have, I have okay. good service usually right here. You have like the best setup ever in there when I was trying to live stream. <laughs> This is I was getting so interested. Who is that? That was Casey. She's yelling. Oh my goodness! My last week's guest. Everybody's right, this, in there. This is where you did your setup right here, right? Anyway. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay. Damn, bro. Okay, we'll continue the story because even the glimpses Boom. that I got were really interesting. Is that better? Yeah, that, that's a lot better. Okay. So, anyways, started off with Jordan, Bo, and Jordan. Or why do I keep on saying Jordan Jones? Jordan, Bo, and Jeremy, Bo. Their brother channel. They were at a car meet, and um, me and my friend went up to him, and we're like, well, basically, I went up to him. And I was like, hey, you guys want to film together? They said yes, but we weren't expecting anything to come of it. And then that night, they called us, and they're like, we're in your area. Let's film something. So they came over and we went to like the Mercedes dealership or something because they were looking for cars. Anyways, from that day on, we filmed with them like every single day for like two months. And then it led into meeting Corey and Capron at Tempest like four and a half years ago, five Dang. years ago. And then that kind of like led up to now. And which is still an empire. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Well, one thing that sparked my intrigue from that conversation which i wanted to hit on this because it's something that you do so well and like i think so many people will be interested in listening to is the way you got to work with them in the first house you went up and you talked to them yeah and like you have a amazing ability to really like go up to anybody and like build a rapport with them really fast and well yeah that's one of your strengths so the biggest thing is like that i've learned from my dad is that you're either gonna get no or yes like that's what people are going to say. They're either going to say yes or no to whatever your question is. And who cares about the no? If you get the no, you walk away. I've only gotten one no from one person to get their number. And the person that that was was Logan Paul. Oh, dang. Wait, how Paul. did that go down? He was just like, nah. Bro. Well, when we were at Jake Paul's wedding, I went up to him. And I was like, hey, can I get your number? I want to do a video with you in this way, shape, and form. And he was like, uh, I don't give out my number. But... I will give you my email. So it was so it's like, still, it's like a man, it's not a yes, yes. or no there. It was a little win, but like that's the 
that's the only person that said no to giving me their number. And it's not, I don't go up to them and say, give me your number. It's yeah. like, I go up to them with a idea that I want to do with them and a reason for them to say yes. Yeah. That's like the two things. And I've done that with almost all the like big YouTubers I've come in contact with. Yeah, I was gonna say, because you have a lot of people that are like featured in your videos and that you're always like working with. Like I feel like you're man with like so many connections. Yeah. But when you so when you open it up, do you think you have to have a sort of pre thought out like plan that you want to do with them or just kind of feel out the situation? So the biggest thing I always just had the like just gave them a reason to not say no. The one that I used to use all the time was I had this stump bag. It was like a you could jump off a tower onto this giant <laughs> air inflatable bag that would make so you didn't get hurt. That was the video that I did with everyone. I yeah. went up to Jake Paul's house when I was, I had like, I don't know, 1500 to 2000 subs. I went up to his house and, um, and I knocked on his door, which I don't advise to everyone, <laughs> but I, you I actually knocked like, on his door. Yeah. I went up and I just was like, fetch it. I'm going to knock on his door. If he says no, he says no. Anyways, didn't get an answer. Waited outside his house for probably 30 to 40 minutes. And he walked out. And so I just walked up to him. I'm like, hey, Jake, I'm Drage. I do this. I have this many subs. I want to do this video with you. And I had done a video with Corey and Capron before. Uh -huh. And he, he'd done one, too with him. And he recognized me from that. He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Oh, and so we set up a video for like three months down the road to do together. And then about a month later his phone number got leaked so he had to get a whole new phone oh, and so i didn't have his number anymore and i had to go back to him like <sighs> two months later and that like the first time i went there was no fans at his house it was easy no one really knew where it was i just went up to it and i was just like okay i'm just gonna ask the second time there's probably 40 to 50 fans out front and a security guard and oh, so i was like i'm like i'm screwed on this one <laughs> but then um I kind of just like weaseled my way past the security guard, went and knocked on the door and his assistant at the time opened it. And she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I need Jake's number. I've been setting up a video with him. Like, I, I don't know how to explain this to you. And she's like, no, we never give out numbers. Like, wow, good luck. And so I was like, take my phone, take it into him and say, it's Drage that wants his number back. Like, and if you want to give it to me, you can. If not, you don't need to. And she, like, was so pissed. And she just grabbed my phone and walked in. And then, like, 10 minutes later, she comes out. She's like, he texted you. See ya. <laughs> so, wow. Like, perfect. Wow, so that's that was, a solid move. Yeah, that was a cool That was a cool story. That one was that's fun. That's a pretty crazy experience, yeah. And, like, you're just being bold and just putting yourself out there. Yeah. It seems to have never really gone wrong. But it also yeah. takes, like, you also have to have – more initiative past the point when someone says yes do you also have like a good personality and you yeah. can like be genuine with someone as well to like almost like reel them in once you got them hooked well yeah and you got to follow through with everything you say like if you, if you if you promise something follow through 10 times the amount of what you promise like i will my dad always says you got to over promise or over commit under promise under promise over commit so mm -hmm. if i say i can get you a video done and let's say I'm an editor and I can edit for you and I can get you a video done Sunday. I'm going to tell you that I can get you a video done next Wednesday. So yeah, when I bring it to you on Sunday, you're 10 times happier than if I were to say that I could get it to you Sunday and bring it to you Sunday night. Like you, yeah. it's funny because that's just how, how the world works. You just got to know how to make people happy. Also, another thing that I do is I make sure 
to when I meet someone either the first time or the second time dive deep into a personal relationship with them. Forget about anything. Even so like my dad has always worked in um, television production with uh -huh. big, big names like Adam Sandler and all these crazy named actors and actresses that people don't usually get to meet. And my dad can never, you can't ever beat an actor or a sports athlete in what they do. My dad couldn't be like, Adam Sandler, I'm funny too. Like, let's get like, let's do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's never gonna, that's, a good point. that's never gonna work. He, they're not on the same playing field. But if my dad starts talking about kids with Adam Sandler and how my dad's talking about his kids and what his family's doing, Adam Sandler can automatically relate with, oh, I have a family, I have kids. I, oh. And boom, you have a connection and everyone has those connections, but you gotta figure out where you guys mesh. Yeah, that's so true. That's another thing. That's cool. So was your dad, it's funny because you guys are like similar industries, but just like different kind of paths. Yeah. He, was he very similar in the fact that he could like be bold and like approach the people that way and that lead to any kind of his of success as well? Yeah, that's like my dad's his, my dad's just always been the one that takes risks. And like he got, when he was, um, Makes sense. I've seen you guys gamble. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, but like when he first started in his business, he um, he went, it's actually funny because he w was at a news studio and he was driving the news trucks with the solar, with the solar panels on, or not solar power, with the dishes, like the, the, whatever they are, the dish on top. Yeah. yeah. He drove under a uh, bridge overpass or something and knocked it off the top. And he got, uh, I think he got fired for a week or something or a month is what they like. They put him on probation. Dang. And instead of like, the thing off? yeah, instead of like just being like, okay, I'm done for a month. I'm going to go chill. He flipped the whole thing and he went and bought his own camera and he went and bought his own gear and started renting it out and going freelance, which changed his whole career from I'm just a news studio guy that does news to I'm a guy that anyone can hire to go do whatever they want because I have a camera. Yeah. And that was like, I'm pretty sure my grandma went, because it was right around the time that my parents were getting married. My grandma was like, uh, I don't really want you to get married to this dude if yeah. he's just going to go off on his own. But my dad made it, which like, and now his biggest, like his clients are ESPN, CBS, Fox, like top, top of the line. He's won 20 Emmys. Like it's the risk, it's the small risks that you take that are calculated yeah. risks that pay off in the end. Yeah, and I always figure, like, with instances like that, too, if it wouldn't have worked out him going solo, well, he could also have just done nothing for a month. That would have been one option. Yeah. And also, like, if that wouldn't have worked out, he would have had a backup plan to be able to have the experience that he had before to, like, get another kind of secure yep. job. So, yeah, that's really interesting that you can apply that to your own self as well. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, do you ever, like, what do you think is – I've talked a lot about this with – Billy and Drew, and I know you've, you've met so many people, you've done so many crazy things, whether it be with your dad or just your own personal endeavors. What's been like your biggest, like, like, ah, like, oh crap, like moment, like, you're just like sitting around like, what am I doing here? Like, like where am I? Yeah, like, where am I? Um, Those are always interesting stories to hear. I don't think I really have had like, one where I've like, just been like, how did I make it here? Because I all all of my things that I've done, I've done like, like that's been the per like the goal has been to get to certain things but mm. there definitely is a ton where people are like 
how'd you get in that position yeah from being in david's blogs with Corey and capern and everyone and like being able to not really like it was really cool because we did the pond video and jonah was too afraid to jump off and blob everyone and so i was like <laughs> okay i'll do it and then it turned into a video where like i would have probably been just like in the back around like hanging out with everyone to i was a main part like blobbing everyone and then it turned <laughs> to me like doing my water bottle trick with david and like that was just like a cool experience it was more cool to like my sisters because my sisters aren't a part of this and so they're always like oh what no way you were that and even like going out to lunch with cameron dallas like i didn't even know who cameron dallas was to be honest <laughs> and then i i was just at chili's with cameron dallas and i looked him up and i'm like holy crap, like, this guy's huge. And, like, there's just a bunch of different things like that. Um, another one, if you're in the motocross w world, Travis Pastrana oh, yeah. has been, like, he's my – I think he's one of the biggest people that, like, I look up to just as, like, someone that just is a go-getter, like, genuine person, genuine, like, does everything. Like, I've just always – I've grown up around that world because yeah. that's been who my dad followed for the past – 20 years of his career and just like when when he um in i think it was x games 2012 or 2013 he broke his ankle and was supposed to do nascar right after oh, he nice. broke his ankle and my dad he was supposed to do nascar rally car and motocross all in the same week and my dad and i were at 12 i was able to work the x games with my dad which was really cool and we were sitting in, we were sitting in Travis's uh, hotel room talking to him, and we're like, "You realize you just put out all of your, all your people that have been working all year to have you race, they're all out of work right now because you did a stupid mistake." And like the stupid mistake that he did was he did he was going for a backflip three sixty on his motorcycle, he went up, did it, missed it, crashed, and then he was fine, got back up and was pissed that he didn't land it his second try. And it was his final try. So he went back up. This wasn't going to count for any points because it was an illegal move. He just went back up and he took the wrong jump because they made a jump specifically for that trick because it had a higher lip and it was going to rotate him faster. And he took the wrong one because he was just in his head pissed off and he broke his ankle. And we were talking to him and we were like, all these guys are out of work. They're not getting paid this week because your stupid mistake and like not trying to tear him down but just like yeah. get on get on a level with him and like get a good story out of it for espn and he was like you guys know what you're right i need to put hand controls in my in my rally car so that those guys will get paid and so they figured out how to do hand controls in two days he learned how to drive professionally with hand controls and it, in two days and he came into the uh i think he was in the finals and got like fifth place in the finals which was pretty impressive to make it through all the ranks so that was a oh that was gosh. just like a cool story and you were there to like observe like a certain portion yeah. of that story wow and we were we were a part of the whole thing and it was just like we went to they went to um the dodger stadium to practice because dodger stadium was closed down like they just like the cool behind the scenes of everything is always so much fun to uh experience and like Dude, be a part of that is so cool like just give me like just seeing that as like an example for him as well as like pushing through adversity. Yeah, see that he messed up. That's like, man, he is such a good guy. I'm so glad <laughs> he's such a good guy in person. He's freaking awesome, dude. That's so cool. I feel like you've been so many like cool places 
like that? Like, where do you think is the coolest place you've been? Like, as far as like backstage at something or like some kind of big stadium? Oh, so here, I'll tell two stories. My favorite place I've ever been is probably, we went to Abu Dhabi, Dubai for uh, Special Olympics. Me and my dad, we uh, filmed Special Olympics for the past four Special Olympics. So in um, LA, they had one, and then in, in Washington, they had one, and Abu Dhabi, and then in Switzerland or something. And those are literally the best events ever because you're with all these athletes that push through adversity all the time. You don't expect these people to be able to do what they can do. Yeah. And you get to get on a level with them and realize that everyone is the exact same no matter who you are. And it's just a genuine, everyone's happy for everyone. And it's just a fun experience. That I would have to say is like my favorite place that i've been but then the same thing special olympics yeah um no dude like i uh in college i i did this thing called unified sports and we would have yeah. a lot of like the um you've heard of yeah. that, like special needs kids like with different kind of sports stuff and some of these like guys man they would sauce me up on like the court like themselves it's so awesome like, they're freaking amazing they have so much confidence and passion and it like really shows that like that that drive that you can have and the focus and like yeah. the passion for things can transcend any type of disability. Oh, 100%. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's amazing. Everyone everyone has their faults, and that's another thing why I love, um, like who I am and like people can relate with me so much easier than yeah. than a like than a Corey or a Drew who's like fit and can do everything, and you kind of expect them to be able to do everything. Since I'm a bigger person, since I I kind of like push the boundaries of like what I can do. It just makes it so people understand like, Oh, if he can do it, I can do it. And that's like the biggest thing for my channel that I want to like portray that's is so that cool. like, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. Like that's like, you can do anything. And the, the behind the scenes, the coolest person that I've met, not cool. Is this the second like, story? Yeah. Okay. The coolest person or, not coolest, but the only person that I've ever been starstruck by because it was just random out of the blue. We were at um, Special Olympics LA and we were um, back. I was going backstage and I walked backstage and the first lady was there. It was when Obama was president. So the first lady came out and they shut down everything. Like no one was allowed from backstage. You couldn't go up front and from up front, you couldn't go backstage no matter what passes you had. And I walked past this one guy and I'm like, that person looks so familiar. I can't real. I like I couldn't put my finger on who it was, but I like walked past him and did a double take, and then he looked at me, and I was like, I don't know why I recognize you, but like, like I recognize you from something. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, "You probably recognize me because my name's Justin Bieber." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? That's that's probably what it is." Wait, how did you not? Re how did I not register? Right I don't know. I so he is shorter than short. Like. He's like really? five. He's like five two. He's like Corey size. Wait, is it really? Yeah, I was not expecting him to be that short when I walked past him. So I was like, "What?" He he might have grown since, but this was like five years ago. Four <laughs> years ago, and he just had a baby face. Like I could not realize, and he was just like had glasses on, a hat. It was so funny though because I could not. Like I was like, it was like when you walk past someone and you're like, 
did they play soccer with me back in the day? Like, <laughs> like I was trying to figure out where I do. Them. And he's like, yeah, my name is Justin Bieber. I'm like, that's probably. Did you get to talk to him? Or yeah, like... I talked to him for a little bit. And it was cool because it was during his time where he was kind of being stuck up and was like, no photos with any fans. And then he like genuinely, he was just being genuine and like, He's like, you want to take a photo with me? I'm like, might as well. Like, I'm yeah, <laughs> that's nervous. crazy, dude. And so it was so funny. Dude, I can't think of anybody you haven't met. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's funny. probably be impossible for you to be star. Like, is there anyone that could get you to be like starstruck at this point? Roman Atwood, hundred percent. Roman Atwood. Is he? Does he live in LA? No, he lives in Ohio. Oh, that's, okay. That's then. one. That's one that like. I don't know why his just like his family channel, like his whole look is just like, that would be the goal to be wow. able to do what he does and just like be chilling. Cause he started with pranks, right? And stuff like that. Yeah. He started with oh. pranks, public pranks, and then went into the family channel and changed his like whole demographic. And now crazy. he's just chilling, which is cool. It's, isn't it crazy how like, especially in this space, YouTube and social media, you can rebrand yourself so many times and like almost make entire like entities and business based off of yeah. that new kind of like image that's oh, it's crazy. crazy yeah how does it how, how does that work with how do you find the balance between coming up with like viral ideas or like things that'll be clicked and like fulfilling yourself creativity because i feel like you have a lot of like because like, this is something i think about all the time that when you did that straw bit and it's yeah. like so dramatic and like so funny like i was genuinely laughing my ass off so hard <laughs> but like it didn't ha get like as many views as some of the other stuff that was more like clickable. Yeah. How do you feel about that balance? Do you think it's like dumb that it's like that or just like the way you got to play the game? I think it's all the way you have to play the game. You have to try to figure it out. Like right now my channel's sucking, but it, as soon as you like find something that clicks, you have to like run it into the ground. That's why Drew did so good with the Drew and Brit bits. Mm. Like you, you find something that clicks and you got to, you're not running into the ground, but you gotta, you gotta go with it. Funk Bros yeah. and filling trampolines. It clicked, yeah. and they had to do it. They had to do a ton of videos to be able to build up the empire that they had. And like, that's like the goal. By the way, that was Gunner's idea, the straw bit. Oh really? Yeah, that was <laughs> he, a good idea. Gunner's yeah, got, it was Gunner so funny. Yeah, but it's funny. Like your ad libs and the way you can improvise is pretty good as well. Have you, yeah, have you done like any like kind of like improv or stand up no. or like that? No, wow. nothing. I just lived with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, you guys have some some good yeah. humor right off the cuff. It's fun. That's cool. So, dude, what's uh so during this time, like what what are like the big plans? Like, what are the big goals right now? What's the big goals right now? Just continue so, to grow your YouTube. I know like the mob and everything. And yeah, the biggest thing is I think just to grow this house as a whole and like kind of get everyone on the same page, get everyone to succeed together because we've all been working so hard that if we succeed together as a group, it's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And I I want to see the group succeed more than I want to see myself succeed all the time. Yeah. And so that's why, like, if you watch the mob videos and, like, the last one, I was in a fight with Capron over yeah. trying to get the group to succeed. And it's because that's the, that's the end goal is to be able to – if we can succeed as a group, it's going to be so much more fun than succeeding by yourself. Yeah. And you you can see that in the Hype House and, and all these groups that kind of just blow up really fast off of one person. Like, it's just – it breaks away too fast. Yeah, that's actually pretty insane. Do you think it's, like – it's de it, it definitely is possible to get to that level where you were talking about, like, Jake Paul. Like, there was no one there, and then there's people, like, literally banging down his front door. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming. 
dude, that's going to be so exciting. <laughs> Bro. So I want to learn more about like how you, your experience that you have with your dad has, did that translate into like your YouTube tech technology? Like, at all? like, with cameras like his work in camera? Yeah. yeah. Did it, did it Absolutely help, like, not. No. I, I, <laughs> Cause it's so was, different, right? It's so different. It, so it's the same, but completely different. It's funny. Cause my dad will call me every day and he'll be like, Hey, I have an idea. You should do this. I'm like, dad, that's great. And then I'll like push away the idea. Sometimes yeah. he comes up with some good ones, but like his imagery for filming is so much different than YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like he could have a, a amazing idea to sell a product, but he doesn't know how to sell a person as much as oh. YouTube. Cause selling products is easy when it comes to like, if I need to sell this Rubik's cube right now, what do I make? What's the idea that I have to put together to make this Rubik's Cube, Rubik's Cube, everything everyone wants? And so it can be so easy to create a world's biggest Rubik's Cube or a freaking some a cool way to show off this product. Yeah. Blow smoke in front of it. You have it dropping and breaking into a bunch of pieces like there's a bunch of, but it's like to tangible change, too. Yeah. To change this product into a YouTube video. How do we do that? That's where we do like the world's biggest Rubik's cube. We do that. And then we go inside of it and we do last to leave world's biggest Rubik's cube. Or we fetch in and make a, um, a, a obstacle course and line it with Rubik's cubes. And at the end you have to solve the Rubik's cube. And it's like, how can we, how do we mix the two? Yeah. So, and it, it's so much easier to sell a product over a person because why do people, why do we want people to click on me over Drew, over Casey, over Caper, over David Dobrik? Like how, how do we, how do we turn ourselves into more valuable than what we actually are? That's, that's the hard thing. And, and another crazy thing is like with, in your dad's industry, there's like certain types of education and knowledge and things you can learn from that, but there's no book on like what you guys are doing, like what you're no. trying to sell. Whether it be the business side, the entertainment, the technical side, which is so crazy. Something that I've learned just being around you guys mostly is like, it's so self-taught and like knowledge passed down from like influencer to influencer that it's crazy how you guys are almost developing like this new giant industry, which just blows my mind. And yeah. like, you have like no, they really nobody really knows. Well, they know what they're doing, obviously, but like, there's no game plan to follow. It's just like no, it's all it's, trying to figure out the algorithm. Yeah, that's so. And nuts. once you once you figure it out, then it changes, and you're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and that's what I love about it. Like growing up, I I had like four or five different businesses that I ran, and oh really? Just like, just like little small businesses. Like when <laughs> hoverboards came out, I sold hoverboards and I made a ton of money really quick. But then I was like, ah, this is boring. Next thing. Wow. And when I was really young, I had a snack bar thingy that I put together. And then I had a Beats by Dre company that I would sell Beats by Dre and like a bounce house company that I rented out bounce houses. Like I did so many different things, but every single time I did them for two months, I was like, okay, this sucks. Like next thing, please. YouTube is so different because for two months you're like, okay, I figured it out. And then it changes on you and you're like, okay, let's try to figure it out again. And so that's why it's like, that's why I like it is because it's always wow. So it's able to become your calling because it like feeds that drive that you have to like be yeah. able to continue to succeed because you could maybe master other things, but you're definitely the kind of guy that's like, you got to keep pushing the pace. Like you can't yeah. just like be settling. 
and you can't, wow, it, cool. it's impossible to figure out YouTube. And once you figure it out, they're going to change it. <laughs> That's crazy. And like, I, I feel like they'll be studying like, like I, I, a lot of like the classes I took for, like I did media arts degree in college. Like we learned so much about like the, how the network, like ABC, how it started, the four founders, like how people started making these shows, what made the shows popular, how they became popular. And I, I really feel like, this is just the second wave of that because, you know, as traditional media and cable all stuff's like going out the window, kid, like any type of like kids now and like the world switching so much more towards stream, YouTube, all that different kind of contact. It's like the new ABC, NBC, like yeah. networks kind of thing. And I feel like it could it would potentially be studied as like the frontier of like a new form of entertainment, just like radio to television to. Oh, a hundred percent. YouTube, YouTube and social media is taking away my dad's company. And what he does, like, we, I would not be surprised within the next 10 years if there was no, no mainstream media for promoting. It was all social media and it was all because because right now, let's put some numbers into perspective for let's do the top for a Super Bowl commercial. Super Bowl commercials are usually one to five million dollars to put put the ad up there. Yeah. To have the 30 second ad, it's like one to five million. I'm pretty sure if I'm wrong, sorry. But, <laughs> and then it's another one to two, three million to actually make the video, to make the promotion video. My yeah. dad, um, my dad did one for Cheetos. And so Cheetos, let's say they make, they, they are spending, let's say they spend $2 million on this promotion for Super Bowl. Um, I think it's over, I don't know the exact number now. It's a couple million people, I think, watch the Super Bowl each year. And so you're having a million people that are football fans, that love football, watching your Cheetos commercial. So there's a million people watching your Cheetos commercial that love football. Yeah. How many of those people are you going to actually win over? And you spent a million dollars on this. You're probably going to win over maybe 10%, if that, of those people that watch the the video yeah. then you can go to freaking social media you're promoting cheetos and you find a chip a person that whole youtube channel is about talking about chips <laughs> and about what chips are the best you can find that youtube channel if you look it up i bet you there's a youtube channel that talks about food and, chips. Yeah. and it probably has a hundred thousand followers two hundred thousand followers and you could probably for two hundred thousand followers you could pay that person five thousand dollars to do a Cheeto commercial in their video and just give them free Cheetos. And that, so that takes that $2 million budget down to $5,000. Why wouldn't every single company do that? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't companies switch? And so as soon as they figure it out, as soon as companies start figuring out, like Bang figured it out. Bang Energy kills it on social media. Yeah. And everyone knows what it is because of social True. media. And they blew and, up. Yeah, yeah actually, that's so interesting that you say that. I, like, click so many things because I, I, I've been recently thinking a lot, like, seeing commercials, like, okay, that, that's probably very expensive. All the actors, production, everything, just to be on the uh, individual advertising oh, yeah. as well. And then it's like, how much return do they get? I can't imagine it's really that much, especially since, like, no way. people watch TV, but, like, not like they used to. And also, it's it just doesn't make sense. Like, they're put like, yeah, that's so crazy. Even if they put $50,000 into a commercial, like they're not getting enough return for it to be worth it. Because uh, so that, average be TV commercials aren't getting that much, aren't getting that many views, maybe yeah. 100,000 views tops. But if I can average on my channel, 
150,000 views to a million views, mm. why wouldn't they want to come to my channel and promote it to all my followers? Yeah, because it'd be really interesting to see the proportions of like uh, some of the top YouTubers to like some of the top networks as well. I'm sure the networks are still a little bit higher, but it's probably getting pretty close. Yeah. And there's instead of just having three major things with all the views, you have like pools of like thousands and hundreds of millions of views like throughout like other smaller instances. So it seems yep. like they'll it'll be a good industry to be in, especially early on. Like it's amazing that you guys are being able to captivate on this type of like momentum and this influence right now because instead of the millions of dollars going into one thing it'll be that that million dispersed into a lot of different like channels and stuff wow yeah. dude that's crazy and that makes sense now if you put it like that that's what it seems to be so it's be good business <laughs> that's crazy dude <laughs> plus like it's so interesting to be able to like form content in order to mold like what you have to sell as well you don't have to just like, stick to a certain thing and, and brands can find their exact audience so instead of showing it to a hundred thousand people and only having ten thousand people like that product you can show it to a hundred thousand people and know that a hundred thousand people are going to be interested in that yeah, yeah so that's true. crazy you've, I've, you've, i'm sure you've sat you've been did you learn a lot of this in like certain brand deal meetings you've had or just something you just noticed throughout the patterns because i know you're like very no it's just but... yeah it's just trying to figure out well it's because i know i know the um the other side of like tv like i know tv because my dad's been in it so yeah. and it's all stuff that he's looking at and he's like how do i get out of this company and start doing social media without having to be an influencer like mm -hmm. is it something where we can build a production company that provides production value people for influencers around the world yeah. like so it's like how how do you succeed without having to be an influencer now yeah it it's sense. hard to grow it's, now yeah so, like i remember i was just when i was um at riker's movie i was talking to ross and he was telling me all about how he filmed he like made an entire album with his brother just like with his iphone like in a studio garage so oh, yeah. it's like he's like people used to have to pay millions of dollars in the giant studios like and get all the ma masters and stuff but now like we're literally doing it all by ourselves as the technology gets better and like and as the technology gets better it gets even smaller and smaller yeah that's it's crazy it's crazy yeah. how the youtube and industry is that same thing also what we're doing right now going live you used to have to buy you used to have to have rent a fifty thousand dollar truck that that's true. took the live took our video put it into a system sent it out to space had freaking the satellite send it back and broadcast it and that was that's what all those TV trucks are that are outside like football games. Those are all live TV trucks that yeah. you, they have to have to go live. But right now we're both in separate homes with a phone that's doing all that right now without having to have a truck. Like there's no reason why social media isn't going to take over mainstream media. Yeah. Like there's no point, like even having just like live cameras that are just set up throughout a stadium. Like it's going to be able to, just be click of a button you don't have to have any people working yeah which is crazy and it's good that you guys basically have like a pretty good head start on it as it's going to continue to just oh yeah 100 percent. it's just like keeping that head start and and yeah like what's the direction now like after you have such like a good entity and you're like being creative with it like what's yeah. the process of well the goal right now is just to try to figure out what is what's my 
end goal on content. Like the goal is to have a family channel. That that's always been the goal just cause I like, that's, that would be awesome just to be able to be at home with family filming everyone grow up and like all that. And that's just cool. But right now I think a lot of people like seeing the girl videos on my channel where I take a girl on a date or I go do yeah. something with someone just because when you see someone that a fatter guy that like just being completely honest, a fatter guy with a hot chick, you're like, that's not possible. Like that doesn't make sense in my brain. Why am I like, how is this even possible? And it gives you hope for yourself, no matter who you are, whether you're a skinny ripped dude and you're like looking at your dream girl and you're like, how can I could never get her. But then you see me with a fetching hot girl and you're like, how is he having fun? And this girl is enjoying being with him doing stuff. It just brings you hope and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go reach out to that girl that I want to talk to. And my other goal is to like be able to do adventure videos and like go and do fun stuff. So if I can twist both those in together and start doing dream dates with girls that are my friends or that maybe I do have a possible relationship with and go and we go do crazy stuff like fly to Catalina and do a crazy Catalina day or go on a crazy cruise or go in a hot air balloon. Like just these crazy things oh. that people don't usually get to do. And if I can provide that, you feel like you're living through the content creator. That's so crazy. that's what like, and it's also tons of fun. So it's like, yeah, that's, no that, that's definitely my next route that I'm trying to take is I'm going to try to do these couple video ideas where it's just like take like basically just like dream dates like bachelor and bachelorette dates that like where they go and they fly to taiwan and you like do something crazy in taiwan like yeah. like that would be so much fun just and to be just, able to do yourself you're gonna be able to like supremely live out your brand as well like just oh, yeah just you being like your unapologetic self and still doing anything else anybody can yeah Oh, that's really cool. And is that, I know you're like quite the ladies man as well. I've uh, seen you down. <laughs> Does that go along too with like you being able to just like go out and just like talk and just like do it? Like, so is that, is that something that struggled. Is, is similar when you do that point or you struggle with it? I've struggled with ever seeing me with, like seeing me with these girls based off personal things and other things. So I never really, I never really go into a relationship like I'm trying to date this girl. I'm trying to go and make out with this girl because she's so cute. Like I go into it with, as I'm going to be their friend and like whatever happens, happens. Like I, I'm going to give them the best time that they can have and with no strings attached, nothing because I don't want to, I've never felt in a place that like comfortable to do that. So I've just been like, let's just go have fun. Like, I just want to have fun. I don't care in the end if we are dating or whatever it is. I just want to have fun. I want you to have fun. Let's go do something crazy. And that's just how it's always been. And growing up, I went on like probably dates with different girls every single weekend because that's just, I was always known as the person that just took the girls on the crazy dates and it was fun. Just going big. That's just who you are, dude. You go big or you go home. <laughs> right. You got to. <laughs> that's so awesome, bro. That's so sick. All right, dude. Well, the countdown is going. We're going to have to keep people guessing for the next episode. This was pretty awesome, it. dude. We got deep, dude. We got deep. Right? <laughs> this is awesome, bro. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. Yeah, for sure.
This was a lot of fun, you guys. Drage, tell them what you got going on. YouTube channel. Yeah. Go week. check out my YouTube channel. Drage Cameron. Same thing Drage as Cameron. Instagram. Everything. Make it. This man about to blow up. So you guys want to get on the train early on. There's a full moon tonight. So make <laughs> sure <laughs> you guys stay tuned. Okay, Drage, we appreciate you. Everybody's in here. We'll uh, do a later next time. We're running out of time, bro. Thank you again once one more time, and I'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. Bye. Okay, later, bro. All right, you guys, we got the clock ticking down as Drage exits. I got to put the glasses back on. I'm going to be hooping. Oh, here we go. Dude, Instagram Live got to figure out their, 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 uh, still a little bit of problems every once in a while. Wow. I, I, so I don't know what's happening right now. I'm trying to remove them. There's just a little black swirl going on. But you guys, we're finishing this up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so much fun. Thank you so much to Drage. Like, he has such an interesting mind when it comes to this kind of stuff. And he has so much experience from both aspects that it was truly really cool to hear about how the two types of traditional media and social media intertwine and what the future will look like. Um, we're definitely going to have to do another one of these with Drage because we can probably get super funny as well. But I, I really want to introduce you guys to these people first to kind of hear what they're all about. I'm sure a lot of you guys follow them, but there's some more in-depth things that you can learn, especially about me. And I know you guys like to come on and see my booty. Okay, you got the full moon. Here's some jokes. Uh, <laughs> but you guys, I'm not only going to interview mob people. I know people have been asking about that. The mob, they're just my homies. And they're some of the most interesting people I've ever met. Like, guys, listen to me. I live in a house full of YouTubers and social media stars. This is some crazy stuff I get to learn. And I'm just trying to give you a little, a little, a little taste, a little glimpse into that world. This is why it's called Bobby for Real. Okay, but there are going to be other. I'm going to be getting on some comedians, some UFC fighters that I know, kind of, uh, hopefully some actors, actors. There's going to be a whole slew of people that are coming on this show. So just y'all get ready. We're going to have a good time. I hope you guys enjoy this. This is so much fun. And for always, I'm Bobby Ulrich. This is my show, Bobby for Real. Keep it real, everybody. Hope you have a really good day. <laughs> real talk. Yee-hee.